Yeah, it's that time of the week again. We're joined by uh, Philip Malloy. Hey, Philip, how's it How going? are you, Shane? Uh, can we listen? We, we should start. I know there's lots to get through. We should yeah. start uh, by uh, paying tribute to Maureen O'Hara, one of the uh, one of the biggest Irish names in cinema history. W- were you a fan? He was trying to set me up now. Yeah. No, why? No, I, 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 I actually you thought. A fan, I no, I actually thought that she, she was better than she was given uh, the opportunity to be. If you understand what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I think she made too many movies that essentially are B movies. If you look back at them now, The Flame of Araby, Sinbad the Sailor, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, she was just better than that. Um, and the only time, Quiet I man. Think the only absolutely, I was coming to that. The only Miracle time that you really got. The only time she really got an opportunity, I think, to show how good she was, was the three movies that she did with John Ford, How Green Is My Valley. Great film. Um, yeah, Great yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. The, the Quiet Man and um, and the Rio Grande, which was part of John Ford's famous uh, uh, cavalry yeah. trilogy. I suppose uh, Miracle on 4th Street, uh, 34th Street is a nice little movie. It's a nice movie, yeah. Well, it's not, but, not a classic. But, uh, George the, is a big fan I, of it. I, I, and I talk to people all the time about these kind of things and very few people can actually name any anything else that she did. Yeah. Okay, well, if you come I, to the I think 60s, she was just she was a kind of a great bit of stuff, though, wasn't she? Like she was very. She, li- she was th- kind th- of the best thing I can um, uh, sort of remember for her recently was an appearance that she made on the Late Late Show, and I thought she was wonderful. She was self-deprecating. She was very very funny. She was witty. She had a uh, she had a great sort of knowledge of the cinema, especially in that sort of forties and fifties period. Okay, we should say George, of course, was a huge or is a huge oh, that's He was an offer to He interviewed her in 2011. By the way, that interview is online, newstalk.com forward slash the right hook if you want to listen back to it. Okay, another thing George is a huge fan of is the Bond series. Yeah. And uh, we have the latest installment. Spectre, okay. And Spectre uh, was shown, it was premiered at the Royal Albert Hall um, on Monday night. And then it was shown at, um, at cinemas all over the UK and Ireland. Uh, I think it was 647 cinemas and it did very very well it took 6.4 million in that sort of period now which it's been running this week basically uh, to take a vi- uh, to take um uh, make use of the uh the, the midterm break and uh, and it seems to be working i don't know if it's going to be as big um as skyfall skyfall took 1.2 billion dollars at the international box office the most successful bond picture of all time by by a, a hell of a margin uh, so i don't know if it's going to be that but it's certainly going to be huge I, I, I think uh, I'm just I was looking at the um, the, the, the duration of it yeah. two hours yeah. 28 minutes no, yeah. uh, that uh, seems ridiculous okay there's just three things I I liked it now I really liked it but there's three things sort of little qualifications that I'd, I'd I'd kind of invoke one is as you say it's over long um, two hours uh, um, as you say uh, tw- 28 minutes long now George and I discuss this all the time. If you go over two hours of a movie, you better be very, very good. Yeah. Okay. And is it and very, very yeah, good? It's it's good, but I don't think it's and uh, I don't think it's good enough for for two and a half hours. And there's uh, uh, the thing about it as well. There's three or four sort of uh, parts of it in the second half where you sort of feel this is a climax. This is it. This is going. It's going to. It's going to finish. Yeah. It. And then it comes <laughs> it back again on. as if it's just been clearing its throat to say something more. But it's um, okay. First of all, okay, too long. And it, it, it then over familiar. Um, you, the the thing is about Bond, about Bond movies. They're all chase movies, essentially. You know, him traveling across the world to nail someone, to pin someone down, or to stop something. You know, and so that's this is another one of those. And then um, one of the things that kind of irritated me about it was too many villains. There are essentially three villains in it, and uh, because the the villainy is kind of divided among these three guys, I think it lacks kind of dramatic punch. 
the kind of dramatic punch that it should have. But after that, then I would say it has swagger and it has polish and it has this kind of committed self-belief belief that all work for it. And it begins, by the way, in Mexico City, and it has one of the best pre-credit sequences I've seen in a Bond in ages. Uh, it's in Mexico City. It's the Day of the Dead, what they call the Day of the Dead, and there's this huge sort of procession. And Bond is chasing this uh, Italian hitman, this ruthless Italian hitman called Schiara, through the uh, procession. So that's what it is. And it then transpires that he's been set uh, he's been given this mission by the former Bond, the, or by the former M, the old M, Judy Dench. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things that at the beginning of the film is where we, we get to learn why he's been given the mission and where he's going and how, yeah, sort of how the people that he comes up okay. against. We better, uh, not, we better not reveal no, too much no, more. No, not too much. Uh, I, I will say, though, that um, it's made, by the way, um, unlike the last one, the last one was shot on digital. This is made in 35 uh, millimeter film. And I have to say, Shane, it looks gorgeous. Really? The stuff in Italy um, looks just wonderful. And the, he, um, Sam Mendes, the director whom I spoke to last week, and he's a very articulate guy, um, he he makes the locations work so well for the story and for the film. Mm. It uh, he, It's very, very good. Are you a fan? I, I know you want to talk about Roger Moore. Mm. Are, are you a fan of the current incumbent? Uh, well, in he looks he looks quite weary in this, I have to say. Yeah. He's 47 uh, he's done four bonds. No, 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 no. <laughs> he's forty-seven. He's, he's he's done four bonds, and he has to do an awful lot of running and jumping. And you saw those stories about him saying that he preferred to slit his wrist rather than do another one. Well, as as I said, I was in London last week for two days on bond duty, and everybody I met basically was saying he'll do the next one. He's committed to doing five and that he will do the next one. Okay. So that's what... Was the money be hard to he's, but, he, but one of the things I, I saw an interview with uh, Sean Connery recently and he was talking about how good an actor he is and he is a good actor. And I think it needs a good actor like Connery was himself behind the, the brawn and behind the, the physicality and all that. If you have someone who's an actor who can play the part, it helps enormously. You know? uh, which leads us nicely to which uh, Roger Moore. Roger Moore, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I've been reading a book called uh, My Life as a Mankiewicz and uh, My Life as a Mankiewicz is written... A memoir written by a guy called Tom Mankiewicz who was the son of Joseph L. Mankiewicz the guy who made uh, All About Eve and all kinds of other great movies and uh, the nephew of Herman Mankiewicz who who wrote um, uh, who wrote uh, Citizen Kane uh, anyway uh, he's he, he he wrote, I think he wrote three or four Bond movies. And one of them was um, was Sean Connery, or, or Roger Moore's first one, which is uh, To Live and Let Die. And they were in Jamaica, and the producer, Cubby Bockley, called a press conference. About 500 journalists from all over the place turned up at the press conference. And they mostly wanted to ask Moore about how he felt about coming on after Sean Connery. Nobody was interested in George Lazenby, how he felt about coming on. And... Uh, so what he's, uh, uh, why are you here, someone asked him. Why are you doing this, someone asked him. And he recalled then that when he was at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art, he was in a play and they were looking enough at one stage to have Noel Coward in the audience. After the performance, Coward came backstage and said to Moore, young man, uh, with your devastating good looks, you can imagine Noel Coward admiring his good looks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, your, your devastating good looks and your disastrous lack of talent, you should take any job offered you. And in the unlikely occurrence that you're uh, offered two jobs simultaneously, take the one that pays the most. And, and Moore said, and here I am. And to, and to <laughs> and me... That's, that's what it's what's likeable ab- about it. Absolutely. To yeah. me, that sums... Never took up, himself too seriously. The wry kind of raise yeah, of the yeah, eyebrow. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah of, the, right, the, the eyebrow yeah, acting, yeah, we call yeah. it after. And that's, that's, that's really him. 
that's the kind of thing yeah, that he no, brought absolutely. it apart and it worked for him a few texts coming in so it mixes saw the Martian the other day also good but over long you have no interest in seeing that one I have to say Gary in Dublin says all characters in Bond films be- behave as if they've seen all the films there is an element <laughs> of that. but that's kind of part I can un- of no, but I can understand that yeah. Yeah. I can understand uh, that another listener says it's awful everything that happens is so convenient and the story makes no sense whatsoever you, I mean, you're, you're basically yeah. giving a yeah. thumbs up yeah. Yeah. Um, come here something I'm really looking forward to yeah. is the um, the new episode a special period episode yeah. of Sherlock. Yeah, it's um, it's it's actually set in uh, is it eighteen ninety five? Oh, right. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's going it's, back to the it's going back to the to, to to where the original ones were set. So we just have to park the fact that so we, we, we know these characters. Yeah, you'll have from the deerstalker cap sort of yeah. situation and all that kind of stuff. So uh, uh, okay, it's been shown in more than a hundred cinemas in the UK uh, on New Year's Day, and uh, it's at, at the same time as it's going out on BBC television. It's called Sherlock the Abominable Bride, and um, again, of course, it stars Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman and members of the sort of regular cast. It's a ninety-minute uh, um, special, and it has some uh, extras attached to it as well. Now it'll be shown at the View and the Odeon chains. And other chains in the UK, View and Audion have cinemas here in Ireland, so we may get it in the in the. But I it'll also be on BBC T- BBC One. BBC One. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to. It. Although I thought the third series, uh, we we started to see cracks in it. I thought I didn't yeah. think it was quite as. And as uh, well, uh, could I just say the fourth series? That's the fourth series of the modern Sherlock. Yeah. Uh, that'll that'll be uh, begin shooting in in the spring. So okay, yeah. nice idea though to get them to go back yeah. to, to 1892. Um, you wanted to mention the the new TV version yeah. of the uh, of dresser. the dresser. Yeah, the dresser. Okay, there's a, a famous old English actor, a big sort of blustering actor called Sir Donald Wolfitt. And during the Second World War, he toured the provinces uh, with the, with the classics, with Shakespeare and all kinds of other um, sort of great plays. And to he raise had, the morale of the nation. Kind well, of thing. presumably it was. He thought he was doing that. He had been knighted, and he presumably thought he was given something back. But he had a dresser, and the dresser was a guy called Ronald Harewood. And Ronald Harewood stuck with him for about six years, and after that couldn't take anymore and he he left and he became a playwright himself and one of the things he wrote was the dresser okay so the dresser then uh, went on to be a famous stage play and then um it became a um, a, a movie uh, with albert finney and tom courtney and now it's back on the bbc um uh, on saturday night uh, with uh, with another sort of two greats of yeah, the cinema and names. yeah to of the cinema Ian McKellen and Anthony Hopkins okay. never appeared before so um, worth watching it's definitely worth, worth, worth watching, watching yeah. um, John Cleese turned 76 yeah, 70, 76 yesterday and he's probably working harder than ever and I'll give you the reason and I have to say I pity him I have to say D-I-V-O-R-C-E. the reason he is D-I-V-O-R-C from his third wife a psychotherapist um, a woman called Elise uh, Eichelberger and she uh, it's a famous settlement it's a famous divorce settlement it's supposed to have been worth she was his third wife by the way supposed to have been worth about 12 million she got 8 million in cash and assets which include an apartment in New York a 2 million muse house in Holland Park in West London and uh, half a beach house in Santa Barbara which wasn't sold at the time that uh, they were splitting up but I imagine it's been sold by now and as well then she's in, and he was instructed to pay her 600,000 and the, the 
as I said, the divorce was said to be one of the costliest in entertainment. And by the way, the, uh, I think the costliest is Steven Spiel, uh, Spielberg's divorce. But um, anyway, and she had uh, she, so so he's he's had to continue working, including a one man show called the Alamount Money Tour Part One. <laughs> <laughs> and Eichelberger, she um, she she claimed half the, the his earnings since 1992, and uh, half his nine properties. So, uh, so he began, by the way, in I just looked it up in 1967 with at last the 1948 show and the Frost Report and his first film, which um, I kind of like, is a little yeah. comedy called The Bliss of Mrs. Bottom Bo- Blossom with Richard Attenborough. And he, Sean uh, he's a man. I mean, I was a huge fan. Uh, has he done nothing good in no, a long, no, long no? Time? But he's he's done an awful lot of dross, but he's had to take dross by yeah, the sound yeah. of it. You know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, come here. Um, what what are you watching at the moment? Are okay. I I, I I just. I, whenever I go to London, I go to a place um, at the top of Shaftesbury Avenue called FOP. Believe it or not, it's called FOP. And it has a huge, a vast range of DVDs. So I was there last week and I got some and I got, I, I had forgotten. Jesus, that's terrible thing to say, but I had forgotten that I had ordered some stuff as well, which I got um, this morning. And um, one of them, I looked at one of them, I was up early and I just looked at one of them and it's Peter Yates's Robbery. And I have to say, it dates from 1963 and it looks terrific. Provides a, a, it really provides a very, very strong and credible representation of, um, of London at that time. Opens with the famous car sh- ch- chase as co- a cop car uh, hurtles through the streets of London in pursuit of a gang of thieves. The gang of thieves um, have carried out a jewellery robbery and they're, they're getting, the, getting the money from the jewellery robbery in order to finance the Great Train robbery, what is essentially the Great okay. Train robbery. Okay. And it uh, it works really, really well. There's all kinds of great extras in it. That's what I love as well, is the extras. There's a, a famous producer called Michael Dealey. He did Blade Runner and the Italian Job, the Deer Hunter. And uh, he's very, very good. There's a new um, uh, interview with him. And as well as that, then, there's um, all kinds of um, of other um, uh, documentaries. Halfway through, apparently, halfway through the production of the movie, the, the value of the pound went from, went it, it increased uh, and went from 2.4 to 2.8 and they realised the budget... Sterling was devalued effectively. Yeah, so yeah, they had, had more money to yeah, play they with. they had more money to play with. And they had American backers, a guy called Joseph E. Levine, and uh, the American backers decided they had more money so they'd do something, tried to do something with the movie to make it appeal more to Americans. So they added... Uh, they added a mafia twist at the end that the whole thing was being done for the mafia and uh, uh, um, apparently they brought in uh, Jason Robards Jr. and had him negotiate with the Great Train Robbers but then they saw it on the screen they thought it was absolutely appalling rubbish so they cut it out but there's all those kind of stories all the way through it uh, Come here we're nearly out of time a couple of things I do want to ask you yeah. about uh, I see the second series of The Affair begins on Sky Atlantic a yeah. double bill yeah. 9 to 11 tonight I have to say yeah. I thought this was absolute tripe I watched yeah. four or five episodes of the first series. Well, I don't know if I'd go all the way to absolute tripe, but I found it hard. I, eventually, I couldn't keep up with it. I couldn't stick with it. So, I don't know. I think after about and five... And a second series? Like, yeah. The Affair, you would have thought yes. that's kind yeah. of a, yeah, you would. a self-contained you series would. in yeah, itself. You would, you would say The Affair. Well, that probably, maybe maybe four episodes at the most yeah. or something like that, but it wasn't. Uh, uh, a lot of text coming in about Narcos. I've heard a lot about it. Is it, is it as good as it's... About which? Narcos on Netflix. Oh, is it, yeah. is it as good as it's cracked up to be? I haven't seen it now. Yeah. I've, I've heard about it, but I haven't seen it now. Uh, Brooklyn. 
Um, Brooklyn, okay. Brooklyn is on to tonight. Brooklyn is actually uh, premiering um, in Enniscorty. It's based on a book, as everybody knows, by Calm to Bean. Calm to Bean is from Enniscorty, so it's going home to where it's set and where it was partially shot. And uh, Saoirse Ronan, who is absolutely wonderful in it, she is now becoming a great cinema actress. And uh, I, I, I think she's just exceptional in this. And uh, so, is it a good film? So it's very, very good. Yeah. And we have, by the way, we. We have the uh, John Crowley is the director. We have him on the picture show on uh, Saturday night, and it's an extended interview. It's about twenty minutes. We, uh, we've bro- broken it into two halves. He's really good. He's very. He's very. He's a very fine talker and a, has a great knowledge of the cinema. So it's been shown in Anscorty tonight. They don't believe it or not. Ironically, George or um, Shane, they don't. Um, they, they don't. Have, I'll take George. Yeah, okay. fine. They don't have a cinema in Anscorty. Really? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure Where? whether they have one in Gory or not. I know they have one. Out Outside Wexford Town yeah. on the Rosslier Road. Uh, but anyway, they don't have one um, in Enniscorthy and they're showing it at the Riverside Park Hotel. And you have the director, uh, John Crowley, going to be talking to you as and, part of a, is it a two-part interview? It's, it's, yeah, it'll be in two parts. And as well as that, then, I don't know if you remember a young actress, Irish actress called Sarah Bulger. She was one of the two daughters yeah, in, do, in yeah, America yeah, years ago. Years, yeah, in America, yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, well, she's 24 now. She's working her, her backside off. And I spoke to her from Los Angeles yesterday. So we also had the interview with her. OK, great stuff, uh, Philip. Um, Philip will be back with us next week. And if you want to check out his picture show on Saturday night here on News Talk, you'll have that interview with the director, uh, John Crowley. Thanks for coming in to us, Philip. Now, before we go this evening, oh, yeah, we've got a competition to get to. It's all with thanks to the Bigger Better Lotto. Our winner is on the line, uh, Claire Kelly. Claire correctly answered the Deep Fat Fryer is the household appliance that doesn't feature in the Money for Nothing song. Claire, how's it going? Not too bad, Shane, and yourself? I'm good, thanks. Where are you calling from? Um, I'm from Newtown Cashel in County Longford. Okay, good stuff, good stuff. And, um, uh, okay, you're guaranteed to win at least €500. Uh, Do you want to make that prize bigger and better by choosing one of the 47 envelopes, though? Oh, yes, please. Okay, so choose which number envelope you'd like between 1 and uh, 47. Number 32, please. Number 32. Okay. Hang on a second. 32. Okay. Oh, very nice. On top of that 500, you win 1,000 euros. So that's 1,500 oh euros in total. That's yeah, not super. bad. Good. What do you, uh, can I ask, can I be so bold as to ask what you plan to use the money for? I'm getting married on Friday, so that'll be a nice little few bob in the pot. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And okay, come on, uh, who, who are you marrying? Noel, my lovely Noel. <laughs> ah, good. And where, where uh, are we allowed to ask where the, the wedding is on? Um, we're getting married in Roscommon Town. Ah, oh, fantastic. Well, look, it's a great day. I'm sure you'll have a brilliant day. And I hope this, uh, well, I hope the 1,500 euros will be of use to you on the uh, on the big day and indeed on the uh, honeymoon. Claire, have a have a fantastic day. Friday, is it? Yes, indeed. Okay, have a have a fantastic day. Okay, um, that's all thanks to the Bigger Better Lotto from the National Lottery, where the Lotto Match Five Plus bonus prize is now up at twenty five grand on a, to an average of from twenty five grand to an average of hundred grand. More details at lottery.ie. Philip, just before you go, yeah, um, good wedding movies. Good wedding movies. Uh, four, I love. I, I actually like four weddings in the funeral. Yeah, I, I love. I, I liked do. it when it came out at first. It's just uh, my best it's friend's wedding. Time. I like my best friend's wedding. Um, do you yeah, that wasn't that? bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what else? What were you thinking? Of? I. You know what? One of my favorite Irish movies. It's not strictly a wedding uh, film, but I think The Stag. I think is an <laughs> absolutely cracking film. I have to say. You don't like it? I don't. <laughs> really? Why? I don't. I just don't. No, I just, I think it's very, te- I mean, it's very forced. Uh, I don't think there's an awful lot of sort of natural comedy in it. 
I disagree completely. I laughed. I cried. There's some good stuff in it, but uh, uh, no. I, I just thought it was, I actually thought it got contemporary Ireland. I thought it was funny. I thought mm. it was subtle. Uh, and I just we had we had John Butler, wasn't it? I wonder what he's doing now. We had him in here. Um, George is a friend of his, so we actually had him in in in, in, for, in the, for the program. Mm. Um, I think the great wedding scenes from films two that jump out at me straight away. Godfather one when Michael Corleone marries the yeah, the Italian girl in Sicily, the yeah. whole courtship and yeah. how they're escorted the, and all yeah, that. The, yeah, the, the the opening to Godfather one is wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. gorgeous. Oh yeah, and of course there's the wedding in the in the yeah. the opening scene yeah. as well. Of course you're right, yeah. and then of course Deer Hunter, the, uh, yes. the kind of po- is well, Polish I, I mean, American. A third, yeah. a whole third of the movie is taken up with the lead up to the wedding, and then the actual wedding um, in this Appalachian town, yeah. uh, which is. You know where where the, where the guys are before going off to to uh, Vietnam. Okay, good stuff. I I'm still convinced the the stag is a good is a good <laughs> film. Right, okay, all right. Listen, Philip. Thanks for thanks for that little uh, add on. Okay, uh, that's all we've got time for. Uh, my thanks to Marianne Kennedy and Peter Malloy on sound production team with Joe Coffey, Killian Woods, Ian Roche, and Mark Simpson. We'll be back tomorrow. Bill Hughes will be here with the essential songs of 1983. That takes me back. See you tomorrow from half past four. <laughs>